Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. Tony, it's National Newspaper Columnist Day. Tony Kornheiser's sexiest day of the year. At least it was 15 to 20 years ago when we were newspaper columnists. Hey, where's the party invite? Did you get anything? I mean, is there a celebration? Are we no. getting trophies? No, What's happening? no, Mike. We were officially put into the show monkey category. That's all we are now. We have no relationship to newspapers. Nothing. No, we done. Don't. Makes me Just very sad. Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, James Harden shimmies, Michael Jordan weighs in on Tiger, and Gronk dents the Lombardi trophy. But we begin today with Mike D'Antoni, the coach of the Houston Rockets planting his feet in the rich soil of self-confidence. After the Rockets beat Utah by 20 points last night, D'Antoni said, quote, we're as good as anybody, if not better than everybody, unquote. Wilbon, the Rockets were the number one team in the NBA after the All-Star break at 20-5. and five. So are you with D'Antoni that they're the best team? Not yet. Uh, you got to prove it. That's why they're playoffs. Seven-game series, big boy, not single-game elimination. And so they got to prove it. Might they be? Yes. Is it a legit claim for Mike D'Antoni to make on behalf of his team? Sure. Yes. Sure. They were leading the Golden State Warriors 3-2 last year. You think the Warriors would have come back? I don't. I think Houston would have won last year, but they didn't. And they lost to me what was a key game in Houston regular season to Golden State um, you know, a few weeks ago. And so, no, the champs are the champs. Yeah. They're healthy. They're sitting on the throne. And it's up to D'Antoni's guys to dethrone them. So in the next round, that's where we would see this particular series. And if you liken it to a heavyweight championship fight, the champ doesn't lose on words, and he doesn't lose on a split decision. Now, that's not that's how right. it works. You have to beat him decisively. And what we have seen in the past, and this is why I'm skeptical, and I'm fine with Dan Tony claiming this. I'm totally fine with that. But why I'm skeptical is because we usually see James Harden down on all fours, and we usually see Chris Paul on the side in a suit because his hammy is out. This has been the history of this team not necessarily even against Golden State, but maybe against Golden State. So I think we're both in the, in the same position that you just can't say it. you got to go do it. No, there's no awarding of extra credit. This is not grade school. you got to go out. you got to yeah. beat the yeah. people, the, the dragon that has tormented you. That's what the Houston Rockets have to do. Do they have the goods? Yes. Does that mean they will win that series? No, it doesn't. Not necessarily. No. No, Tony, we're going to find out, as you said, starting in about, you know, 10 days or so. If you were watching last night, you couldn't have missed this little back and forth between James Harden and Ricky Rubio. You might think the Spaniard would have better tight moves. But look at Harden cross over Rubio, wait on him, and then give him a little shimmy. Tony, is this a good look or a bad look for the reigning MVP, James Is it a good look? No, it is not a good look. It reveals James Harden to be exactly who you think he is. A mean person out there, a disdainful person out there, someone extolling his own virtues and pointing at somebody else in embarrassment. It makes you want to punch James Harden in the teeth. Is he a great player? Yes, he is a great player. But he has done this sort of thing for a while. You know, in the NFL... This is taunting. You're standing over someone. You're laughing at them. This is a flag in that sport. Yeah, I don't care what it is in the other sports. In baseball, it would get you get your thrown hit. at. In the next get your hit. I don't care about that. This is this sport. 
um, where half the guys in the NFL are jealous they're not in this sport making that much money and having that kind of freedom and leverage. So I don't care what they do in other sports. But I will say this. It, it, it makes Harden to me, Tony. I wonder about this because I'm not decided. I'm still making up my mind, even though Harden's like, you know, nine years into the league now. It makes him seem like a front runner. And that's my problem with Houston going forward. Yeah. Are you going to be a front runner? Are you going to do what's necessary to take down the king? That's the question. There's only one question in the spring when you get a chance. It's not like some of the teams that might not get a chance. Harden's going to get this chance. Is he going to make good or is he going to be the front so runner so and pick on Ricky Rubio, you don't a guy who's not his question. own size? You don't want to answer this question because I think it's a bad look. Who's your favorite basketball player of all time? Who's the guy you respect the most? Michael, Michael Jordan. Jordan. You know what Never he did this. What he did in Never. this situation, he shrugged and he, he shrugged. went down the other way. And that's so what else. he did. You're right. Magic Johnson didn't never do this. did that. Bill Russell, Kareem, didn't do it. Burt, never. No. Didn't take that kind of psychological advantage. And you're right, in baseball, he gets thrown up and in. That's exactly yeah. what happens. Let's go, speaking of baseball, let's go back to the White Sox Royals game from yesterday. In the fourth inning, White Sox shortstop Tim Anderson hit a two-run homer and flamboyantly flung his bat like a javelin towards his own dugout and then admired his prowess. His next time up, Anderson was hit in the caboose by the same Royals pitcher Brad Keller. Both were eventually tossed by umpire Joe West, of whom Anderson once said, and I quote, everybody knows he's terrible, unquote. Anderson was indignant about being tossed, saying, quote, I'm going to continue to be me. Our fans, they pay hard-earned money to come to the ballpark to see a show, so why don't I give them one, unquote. Wilbon, did Anderson do anything wrong? Nothing. Nothing. He didn't throw the bat in the direction of the other team's dugout. He threw it toward his own dugout. He did nothing. But this is what baseball, now we want to go back to talking about the culture of certain sports. Yeah. This is what baseball does. And they're mean-spirited about it, so many of them, including Joe West. And by the way, if I ran baseball, I would send Joe West a letter. And I'm sure I'd get one back from his union. But I would say, Joe, it's been great. You've been an asset to baseball for a lot of years as a terrific umpire. Now get the hell out. Because if you're going to have a, a campaign, a marketing campaign, and you're going to pay people to come up with let the boys play or whatever that junk no, is. we'll get to that. And you have Joe West throwing out a guy who got hit. Okay. Then, then Tony, baseball's not going to change for 20 more years. Let me go backwards a little bit, because I believe this is on Rob Manfred's plate. Because Rob Manfred has said, and I'm not saying I disagree with it, he said he wants the players to be able to express themselves. And he sanctioned a commercial in which Ken Griffey Jr., with his hat backwards like he used to wear, Great said, commercial. let the kids play. Okay, yeah. so if you're going to express yourself, if Tim Anderson expresses himself with that kind of bat flip, if you want that, if I'm a pitcher, I want to express myself. And I want to express myself by sticking it in the can of the guy who just took me deep three innings before or something like that. Rob Manford, this is problematic. Because there is a big cultural shift here. I think this gets worse before it gets better. I think Anderson was the antagonist in this. And I'm okay that they're both tossed. Tony, I'm okay with that. There's no that. shift. There's no shift. This isn't like hockey where they looked at fighting and said, no, we've got to get rid of 90% of this. And they did. There's no shift. Baseball was still in the place in this context where it was when Jackie Robinson was playing. It's a bad look for baseball well, if they continue this garbage. If you continue to encourage players to use, some people would call it bad behavior, some would call it being passionate, it's going to come back at you from the other side. That's what, that's what goes on. They can ban it. 
If you oh, throw the pitcher out, if you throw the pitcher out and leave did. Anderson in, throw the pi- that will throw change the pitcher behavior. out for more games. But I don't. I think the shortstop was the antagonist in this. Me. Maybe so. Anderson was not the antagonist. Tampering rules in the NBA prevent Jerry West, Larry Bird, Magic, Michael Jordan from even talking about actual basketball players in public. But thankfully, our dear friend David Aldridge thought to ask MJ about Tiger and his wondrous comeback, therefore no fine. Jordan told Aldridge in The Athletic, quote, I took two years off to play baseball, but nothing like that. To me, it's the greatest comeback I've ever seen, close quote. Tony, is this the greatest comeback you've ever seen, or do you have a different nominee? So I know that we talk about this, and I know that your three are Muhammad Ali and Michael Jordan and Tiger Woods, and I respect all of those. I tried to think of others. The first one that popped in my mind was Tony Canigliaro, who was hit in the head, left for dead, got back to the majors, wasn't as great as he once was, but But got back to the majors. But he had a great season. He had a great season. Ben Hogan, and I want to get these injuries down. Ben Hogan was in a car wreck. He had a fractured pelvis, a fractured collarbone, a fractured ankle, chipped ribs, and near-fatal blood clots. He came back to win the U.S. Open. And more recently for me, Ricky Ankeel could not find the plate as a pitcher, could not get anywhere near the plate, and came back as a starting outfielder. I'm not saying they're as good as Tiger Woods, but they're, and there's probably 20 more, Mike. There's probably 20 yeah. more. There probably are, Tony. That's why there's a, like a category of comebacks. But I'm talking about also things that have cultural relevance. Uh, ben Hogan's to me, is the greatest just physical marvel, miracle comeback. And Canigliero, I think, had one year. Didn't he hit 30 home runs once after he came back? And then it was short-lived. That's he right. couldn't sustain it. That's right. So I'm with you on those guys, Tony. That, ben Hogan, to me, again, the greatest, number one, physical marvel. But, Tony, all of the stuff that Tiger went through, and as long as it lasted, I mean, Jordan was gone two years, as he mentioned. Muhammad Ali was gone three years. And Muhammad Ali was banned at, like, 27. So he was still even younger than Tiger when Tiger encountered his issues. But, Tony, it's, it's, it's right there. And it's sort of a feel-good thing. And, again, cultural implications. So here's, I, I here's what I I don't want to disagree with Jordan on this. I think I agree here's with Here's what him. I want to think. If Michael Jordan looks at himself and reveres Tiger Woods for essentially the same yeah. act, that, yeah. I, that's very impressive to me. It is. Do you, re- do you remember at the Red Sox home opener last week when a bunch of Patriots came onto the field at Fenway holding Super Bowl trophies, all six of them? Rob Gronkowski carried one of them, and then he took BP with it. He squared around to bunt a pitch from Julian Edelman, stuck the trophy out, and put a big dent in it. Wilbon, did the gunk add to the trophy or detract from him? Uh, neither. I mean, I, you know, I, I think this becomes something that is local. That if you are a fan of the Patriots, and particularly Gronkowski and this group of Patriots, this is great to you. This is awesome. And then the rest of us, we go, ah, eh, fine, I'm not a New England guy. It doesn't yeah. mean jack to me. You know, just like... Just like I was talking today with someone else who mentioned Jim McMahon mooning a helicopter, a news chopper. In New Orleans. During a, that was cool to me, but I'm sure other people looked at it and said boorish behavior. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's kind of cool if you care about the Patriots. I don't. What do you think? Well, here's what I think. I think you have to put it in the context of Rob Gronkowski, who is a caveman. And, you know, he's the kind of guy that when he gets into Canton and he's going to get into Canton, he could take the bust and he could spike it. I mean, he, he could do something like that. I think if, you're, if you look at six 
identical Lombardi trophies. And we've seen this at Redskin Park where they put the three of them up there together. Yeah. And one of them is dented. Well, that one stands out. That has a story. That has a tale. And I, I, so I actually think that what he did, stupid as it may have been at the time, <laughs> I think it, it, it creates a legend that people will talk about forever Maybe. and ever and ever. I'm not going to argue yeah. with that. It, to me, there's always a kid when you're 12 years old there's a kid like Gronk in your seventh grade class. Yeah. And he's a, he's a meathead, usually. That's exactly right. And that kid either goes on to be the biggest dope in the class and you just make fun of him forever, or he becomes great at something otherworldly like Gronk. But That's the kid's exactly. a meathead at 12, and then there are different roads he can take. Let's take a break. Still to come, will Kevin Durant come out shooting tonight? And will the Sixers be laughing after tonight's game in Brooklyn. The Sixers laughing. By the way, where are you physically? I'm in uh, New York. Great. Are you enjoying yourself? I usually do. Part of the interruption is brought to you by Domino's. Order online and track your order. Let's consider the secret life of the innermost nesting doll. Living most of her life in the dark inside the other nesting dolls, she has plenty of time to think. If she could. Sadly, she has no brain. However, when an innermost nesting doll hears that Geico not only saves people money, but also has been providing great service for over 75 years, she thinks it's obvious you should switch. Because yes, switching to Geico is a no-brainer. Pity the innermost nesting doll and her lot in life. God, welcome back to the PTI Psychic Hotline where we peer into the future to bring you answers from the great beyond. Earrings optional. I sense the first caller. Hey, Tony. Hey, Mike. Do you see Kevin Durant shooting 20 to 30 times tonight? Steve Kerr wants him to do exactly that. This is a quote. The guy is the most skilled basketball player on the planet Earth. It's the playoffs, and he can get any shot anytime. So I want to see him get 20 to 30 shots. But Durant said, another direct quote, I'm not going to go out there and just shoot 20 to 30 shots. I don't play like that. So we got a standoff here, Mike. And what I predict is that Durant will come around to seeing the wisdom in Kerr's position. Yeah, I think it has less to do with what Durant thinks or what Steve Kerr thinks and who Patrick Beverly is going to be agitating tonight. If it, they could bring him out. Doc Rivers could decide to put him on Steph Curry. And that will change Durant's involvement, or at least the nature of it. And by that, I mean the volume of shooting. So if, if, if Beverly is on Durant, I'm going to say it's going to be not 20. I say it'll be somewhere maybe in the teens. But if he's on Steph Curry, I think Durant on a guy his own size will be in the 2022 shot range. Next. Hey, this is Paul. Do you guys see the Sixers laughing after tonight's game in Brooklyn? I do, because I see the Sixers winning tonight even in Brooklyn, and taking a 2-1 lead. But I don't want to condone what Joel Embiid did last time when he maliciously and deliberately hit Jared Allen in the jaw with an elbow and then afterwards, in the middle of an apology, began laughing. You know, he, he's your boy, he's not mine, but he's a great player, and I think he'll be laughing tonight. Nobody's going to be laughing. There are going to be some people hurting, and there are going to be some more bruises and I don't think the Brooklyn Nets are going to be on the receiving end of all the bruises. This is going to be a battle tonight, Tony. That's why I'm here maybe about a, what, 10-minute ride away. You don't acknowledge Brooklyn as part of New York. You want to tell people about that? You of course it's them? part of New York. It's one of the but great not what you normally say. New York. It's not what you normally say. I said it's There's not going to be some crying tonight. 
because this is going to be a man's game with a lot of elbows and knees and fouls, and I can't wait to see the game three of this series. Next. Hi, Tony. Hi, Mike. Do you see everything being hunky-dory on the Celtics from here on? That's absurd. Of course not. Kyrie Irving is always no more than one hour away from a complete meltdown and being the most unhappy person on the face of the earth. Now, he had a great game last night. He had 37 points, and he was 15 for 26 from the field. Indiana can't stay with Boston. They don't have Victor Oladipo. They shot four for 17 in the last quarter. Mike, this series is essentially over to me. Tony, they got to go to Indiana. That series has to go to Indianapolis. And we know the Celtics, if you're paying attention, I know too many of our younger brethren, sports writers, all they can do now is sort of measure the numbers as opposed to actually figuring out, looking at the games themselves and seeing that over the course of a season, the Celtics are never happy or great for long. They always backslide. They've always got some drama. That's the only you can't measure that with a metric. You have to see it. So, no, they're not. it's all not hunky-dory for them right now. Not no. yet. No, it won't be for a while. And they got talent, too. Next. Hey, guys. Do you see the Browns being on primetime three times? Three times in the first five weeks to be a smart move by the NFL? Very smart, because for the first time in many years, there's buzz about the Browns. There's buzz about the offense with Baker Mayfield and his two LSU receivers now, Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham Jr. You want to get them on early, before they become the Browns. If you put them on in week 10 and they're 3-7, and seven, and you put them on in week 12 and they're 4-8, and eight, nobody watches those games. But early in the season, that's the right time to put them on. Tony, there are way too many people trying to talk the Cleveland Browns into being good. You can't talk them into being good. They got to be good. You know why I'm here in Brooklyn? I came here to this studio to stalk my dear friend, Greeny. Because Greeny's one of the people every day telling you how great the Cleveland Browns are going to be because they got this guy and this guy and this guy and this guy. And I came to find Greeny to say, stop it. This is the most overly talked about franchise in sports in the last five years because they're on some stupid HBO show. And now because they made some trades, you can't talk them into greatness. They got to play. That's why they're putting them on early. Enough premonitions. But in our future, I do see us talking about Josh Rosen's reaction to all of the trade talk around him. And we'll celebrate a happy anniversary in the life of Russell Westbrook. So did you find your Northwestern bow? No. Greedy got out of here before I could jump him. Really? He's, out, he's gone. I've, I've been yeah, hanging out I in the desk. I bet he went in a limo. Office. I'm going to guarantee you that. He went in a limo. <laughs> he should go in a limo. Come on. <laughs> Pardon the interruption is brought to you by Chili's. Get the team a starter, entree, and drink for just 10 bucks. Program note, I will be joining Mike in New York tomorrow. We will visit First Take at 11 a.m. Eastern, and then we'll host PTI from Manhattan before I go see Burn This on Broadway. So let's get happy. Happy 36th birthday, Miguel Cabrera. You think Chris Davis is owed a lot of money by the Orioles for doing nothing? Miggy Cabrera is owed a lot of money by the Tigers for doing nothing. Counting this year and the next four, the Tigers are on the hook for $154 million for Cabrera. But it's been a good birthday for him. Two for four with two RBI and a win over the White Sox. Maybe it'll be a start of something, Tony, because otherwise we're talking about an incredibly steep 
to climb yep. when he was maybe the best player in the major leagues. Happy anniversary, Russell Westbrook and Cameron Payne. On this day three years ago, you were dancing together before game two of your series with the Mavericks when Charlie Villanueva tried to interrupt the proceedings. Neither Cameron Payne nor Charlie Villanueva are still in the league. Russell Westbrook has since been named MVP. And although Wilbon hates him, he's one of the biggest stars in the NBA. I don't hate him. I'm just tired of him. I just want to see him get beat. Now he can take his act and just go somewhere else. But it's going to be tough for Portland to beat them, Tony. He is a great player. Happy trails to Joe Oliva. The LSU athletic director announced yesterday he was stepping down. And LSU immediately filled that position with Scott Woodward, who in the last 16 months made mega hires at Texas A&M of Jimbo Fisher and Buzz Williams. Last week, Oliva reinstated LSU basketball coach Will Wade. But you have to wonder how safe is Will Wade's job and Ed Orgeron's job with Woodward arriving in Baton Rouge. And Mike, I know you and the city of Chicago suffered a big loss in the sports world. We did, Tony. I want to make note of the passing of Chet Coppock. Chet was a lion on the Chicago sports scene. His years at WMAQ television and radio made him perhaps the biggest media star in a sports-crazed town. And he wasn't stingy when it came to helping young nobodies. The first time I ever talked on a big-time radio station was when Chet had me on his show in 1981, I think it was. I was 22. I cannot imagine his voice not being part of our civic discussions. Real quick to the big finish. Josh Rosen told SI.com the trade and draft talk involving him is annoying, but he trusts the higher-ups. Good approach? It's the only approach, Tony. What can he do about it? Nothing. John Heyman says he believes Dallas Keuchel is open to the right one-year deal. Can you believe he's still unsigned? Cannot. Saw young winner. The Golden Knights can eliminate the Sharks tonight. Do you like their chances? Actually, I do like their chances, Tony, to move on after this. The Mariners have lost six straight. What happened? It's 162 games. Last one, Nuggets and Spurs. Game three tonight. Who you got? I'm giving the Spurs another one at home, Tony. Time, time, Tony. We're out of here. I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow, Knuckleheads. You can get the PTI podcast on the ESPN app.